0: If I just referred to him as Joshua, y'all don't, won't mind, will you? <laughs> Brother Wood, my heart went out to you all last night and when Joshua started introducing you. And, I, you know, we have the joy of new beginnings for us. And, uh, but for him to come here means that we left, lost him out of our area. I hate to say it in that way, you never lose your children when they're in God's will. And distance may separate you, but I would rather have them in the middle of God's will than not living for God and live next door to you. And so, um, and so um, I'd love to see you family singing together and spending time together, worshiping together. It just doesn't get much better than that. And my family have we've been close to each other through the years, and uh, so I love being with them, weeping while they're singing tonight. I told them last night, with as warm as it has been, uh, they would always sing a Christmas song, and it was they, they I forget the name of it. Was it Ring the Bells? No. What, what was it? Y'all, you all would get into that ding dong, ding dong. They would do all of that stuff, and um, I said, "That's the that's the best I've ever heard." That I said, "So maybe y'all need to sing that Christmas song in the middle of June at 90 degree weather. It would uh, warm everybody's hearts a little bit, to cool their hearts uh, maybe a little bit." What a joy to be here! We have been looking forward to this. Where in the world have I been? I mean, to come to a place to where you're housed and you're fed. And I got a love offering before I even preached. I said, how often does that even happen? They haven't even heard anything you've said yet, and they're giving you money. And, and, I, and from what I hear, they give money to preachers who aren't even preaching. I said, I should have been here a long time ago. I just, this is tremendous. I can't even come close to eating all of the food that you all are are throwing at us. And and so thank you for all of the help. This church, you all keep such a sweet spirit and uh, you serve like you want to do this. And so no wonder everybody wants to come back and be a part of this. I'm just thrilled about it. And so to get to meet those of you, I'm looking forward to Sunday. I'm glad those of you that don't attend here regularly uh, we're thrilled that you are here, but I'm also looking forward to seeing the church members. And I, I've said a few times, now, are you a member here? And I don't, I don't always get the yes answer to that. Uh, but we're going to stay after and, and spend a Sunday here. And uh, we are thrilled uh, about that. Met Miss Marietta today and uh, sat across the table And she, there you are. Brother Josh said, she is one of my favorites. And I said, well, then she automatically is one of my favorites then, if she is one of yours. And so she was asking about who is preaching tonight. And uh, so I hope I'm not getting too far ahead. Uh, But she said, well, my dad is preaching. Uh, Brother Joshua said, well, my dad is preaching. And then uh, Brother Josh said, uh, and then Brother Petty is preaching, so I hope I'm not getting too far ahead to to express that and uh, and so so then she says to me, "Oh goody," she said to everybody she says, "I've heard Brother Petty preach, and she says, "I'm looking forward to that And she looked right at me and she says, "I've never heard you. I'll be praying for you <laughs> Thank you i I didn't know how to take that for sure so <laughs> Uh, so I need all the prayers I can get tonight. Uh, yeah, what a treat it has been. You men have just hit a home run, every one of you. Uh, from the from the first night, brother Kinsey, I've just already fallen in love with you. Appreciate you. You're singing. You're preaching. And I play guitar and mess around on the banjo some. And watching you play that guitar and to hold it differently than what most people would, and you make it work. I just, and it was beautiful, and a beautiful voice, tremendous message on the widow's mite, and, and I don't know that you'll ever hear a message any better than what Brother Wood preached last night about the Holy Spirit of God, and just tremendous, tremendous message. I amen in a time that I don't think I was actually supposed to amen. I got embarrassed about it, and... Um, he said something, if I remember right, Brother Wood, about uh, practicing the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I, amen. And I and I don't know if you were, I, I don't know if there was a statement made by a preacher. Maybe I misunderstood something. And, and should we practice the presence of the Holy Spirit? Amen. I said, Amen. Brother Wood says, no. And I think, oh no, I don't in the world. And and so. I, and I'm thinking, you all are thinking, thinking, that's Brother Joshua's daddy, just say man, We're glad he's here so we can get right with God this week. <laughs> And so I just kept amen. And my thinking was that I, I do try to practice the presence of the Holy Spirit as a, as a practice of my life. I thought that's what he was expressing. And, uh, but I'm with him. Whatever, how, everything he said last night, I am in it. I'm for it. I, I'm in, okay? When I come to meetings like this, I'm in. I, I want to be in. I need something from the Lord. Why in the world come here if you're not anticipating to get something from God? And so I loved it, and so what a great message. And Brother Freed, I don't know if you're here tonight, but you, what a great message he preached. At, and, uh, and Brother Sasser, we, we, that's a fellow that we support in our church, he and Brother Sasser, I think, have some connections with each other. And the mind of all of these men, and uh, and so Brother Freedy, I thought he was bringing a snake up here earlier. I watched him come by, and I didn't know it was a trumpet. It was a horn that he was going to use as a trumpet, and I didn't know that's what it was. And he kept teasing us. Did you notice that? He kept teasing us, and I kept thinking, If you don't blow that thing, I'm going to run up there and grab it and try it myself before this message is over. And uh, what a tremendous message and a mind. And I wish I had the the memorization. uh, uh, Brother Wood last night, Brother Tab, all of you guys, Brother Free, Brother Kenzie, all of you. uh, Brother Tab, Scripture upon Scripture upon Scripture. That in itself, preacher, is convicting uh, to me, I appreciate the, the way you have given your knowledge uh, to the things of the Lord. But because I say I'm all in, I got a little bit concerned. I've never heard that scripture in, in Romans chapter 1, and you know how that they worship in images and different things that they shouldn't, and all those four things about uh, Christmas and Easter and the four footed beasts and, and all of that. And I thought, oh my word, he's preaching away on that. And I'm thinking, I'm sure going to miss all of those holidays. I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. And so, and then he said, I'm teasing. I said, oh, good. I'm back in again. Amen. So thank you. All you men have done such a great job. All of you, the singing. Wow. My heart is just full. It really is. It is just full. And so thank you. What a joy. To be here, Daniel chapter one. Daniel chapter one is where we'll be tonight. Daniel chapter one. I'm looking forward to hearing brother Petty also. He's so gracious. Your preacher told me he said he just, just when you're around him, you just sense that presence of God. I love men like that. And uh, I was teasing with him just a little bit of an example. Don't even know him. And uh, he'd mentioned his pastor was Brother Johnson, and we know Brother Johnson a little. And, and so I said, You hang around him? You know, so I'm teasing. You hang around him? And his graciousness, I saw firsthand just, just being introduced to him. And just firsthand, he just said, Such a gracious voice. Oh, he's my pastor. And that was it. I'm trying to ask, why do you even hang around a guy like that? And he, and he says, he's my pastor. And so I'm looking forward, Brother Paddy, to, uh, to hear, hear you preach. Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1. I'm going to preach a message to you tonight. I'm going to title it, The Sort of the Sort. The Sort of the Sort. The word sort, I looked it up, the word sort means a particular kind of class or a, a particular uh, group, a, a, a particular a group that has a particular manner about them or a particular fashion or a particular way about them. To sort means to separate from other sorts. Sometimes you say, let's sort them all out. And so when you're sorting, you're you're separating whatever you're separating. You're, You're turning it into individual groups and you're separating one sort from another sort. The word sort means to assign to a particular class. We as Christians ought to be a part of the sort of the sort. You'll see that in the message tonight as I preach to you the sort of the sort. Daniel chapter one, let's pray together. Lord, I pray that you'll use the message tonight. What a great group of people. My heart has been stirred. My heart has been filled. I've I've wept, I've laughed, and and just just been able to just enjoy and to be at peace around all of these great people. I pray that for the next few minutes that you'll use the message tonight as we continue to prepare our hearts for what you have for us. So, use the message. We ask you to do so in Jesus' name. Amen. Daniel chapter 1 and verse 1. We'll let the scripture explain the story to us. We won't read the entire chapter, but we will read most of it. Verse 1 In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he Carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. And the king spake unto Ashmanaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring, and look at this word, certain. And so there was a particular group that falls into this category of the word sort. And so he said, I want you to bring certain of the children of Israel, and of the king's seed, and of the princes. And this, he defines and describes the group that he wants to bring in. Now, these are the children of Israel that he wants to bring in. And he says, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding science and such as had ability in them to stand in the uh, king's palace and in whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. In verse 4, he said, I want you to get this particular group of people. I want you to get the ones that can learn something. Isn't it good to be around somebody that you think can get it? I mean, have you ever been around somebody that makes you just nod your head from time to time, and you just want to say, I don't think they are getting it, okay? But that's not this group. And so he said, I want you to get the group that can get it those that can be taught, Amen. those that can learn some things. And so he said, I want you to go out and to get them. And the king appointed them in verse 5, a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank. So nourishing them, the plan was then for three years. At the end thereof, they might stand before the king. So for three years, they were going to be nourished by the king's meat and and they were going to be taken care of uh, uh, by the king, all their physical needs met, and they are going to take time to uh, train these children of Israel. And and so, uh, but among these, in verse 6, were the children of Judah, and it names them Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And we may not recognize those names, but we recognize the names in verse 7, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name of Belshazzar, now we recognize Daniel more than Belshazzar, and to Hananiah of Shadrach, now that sounds familiar, and to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah of Abednego. And so we recognize those three names. Verse 8, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Thereof he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. Don't miss that. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who hath appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse liking than the children, and here we come across the title of the message, which are of your sort? And so, He says, look, you're about to get me in trouble because those of you that are of your sort, of your kind, of your particular group, of your manner, I have been given responsibility to take care of you. And if I don't take care of you, it'll be my head. And he said, so you're putting me in a bad situation. And so Daniel then says, We'll prove thy servants in verse 10 for uh, verse 12 for 10 days. And then look at our countenance in verse 13 and, and, and see uh, how it's all going. Verse 15, at the end of the 10 days, their countenance appeared fair and fatter. And that's how my countenance will appear at the end of all of this week. And so <laughs> their countenance appeared fair and fatter in flesh, and all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. And, and, and so, uh, and look at verse 20, and it says in verse 20 at the, at the end of this time that they were ten times better. And so, I wanted to role play a little bit of what happened here, and then I'm going to explain to you the title of the message, The Sort of the Sort. So, I want us to go back and I want us to look at verse 4. So look at verse 4. And they said, here is the sort of the people, the kind of people, the manner, the fashion of the people that I want you to get. Children in whom was no blemish. Well, I know these teenagers understand a little bit what a blemish means. That some of them started nodding their heads up and down immediately. They understand what a blemish means. And so uh, they they, when they look in the mirror, they're checking for blemishes. They don't want any blemishes on their faces. And so they want to be as good looking as they can be. And so the king said, I want you to go out and I want you to get all of the good looking ones that you can get. Okay, so I want you to help me out a little bit. I need somebody who knows you're good looking. Anybody like that? Anybody that knows you're good looking? And uh, <laughs> we, we have some, some of you are volunteering, some others. And so we got girls pointing at boys saying, I think he is a, uh, a good looking one and 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 uh, there are times that I preach this I I preach this in front of my son not too long ago our youngest son and I said I need somebody who's good looking and my youngest boy jumped right up and he said here uh, you know we we'll, we'll take him we need somebody that's good looking oh boy you guys you see that I'm looking This guy right here is the culprit. So we're going to have you come help us out. He's sitting here right in the front, smiling real big, and he's going to be the one that's going to represent uh, with no blemish. And so you're the group that is good-looking. Good. I think you're good-looking. Let's see what some of the girls think about this. And so let's take a vote. Ah, uh, now they're all getting nervous. They probably aren't half as nervous as what you are right now, right? And so, now what is your name? Nathan. Nikki? Nathan, Nathan. yeah. Uh, I do have hearing aids, so y'all be patient with me. Nathan, right? God bless you, Nathan. I do think you're good-looking, and I mean that seriously. And and so, uh, all right, well, look, Nathan is up here on his own, so we need a few others that will come join him, guys and girls. All right, let's get a few. We'll even take a few adults, if you would like, who would like to come up here and stand with Nathan and be a good-looking. All right, young man, come up here. All right, we have another good-looking. one. And back here, oh, yeah. Hey, I've I've watched you throughout the day. You look like a movie star. You, you... You do. I, I think this guy is good looking. And, and so so we have a group here of, of good looking ones. The, yeah, I, this guy, he is really good looking. He's got a good looking little sister too. And so, uh, uh, so we got a group that is without blemish. And, and so the king said, I want you to go get a bunch of those. And I want you to get the ones that are without blemish blemish. And then he mentions, he said, I want to get a children who's no blemish. And and then he goes on to say, those that are well favored. All right. Well favored, I would look at somebody that has a good personality. A good personality. All right. right, Who are you pointing at this girl in the yellow? All All right, young lady, you've got to come up here. You've been volunteered to be the one with a good personality. And so what is your name? Meredith, I like that name. That is a pretty name. And so Meredith is going to begin the representation of the group that has a good personality. I think we should all have a good personality. I really do. And so, all right, who's going to come join Meredith and and at least a few of you? And so we have some that are pointing. Some are pointing a good personality and saying, no no, 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 not a, not here, not a. Good. All right, come on up here. You look like you have a good personality. And so we need some to help us that that are in the good personality. Oh, you have some behind you that are pointing it right here at you. And so you come join the good personality group with Meredith and this young men right here. And so this is the good personality group. And, and so these that are well favored, they're well liked, they get along with everybody around. You get along with everybody around? Yes, good job. Meredith, you get along with everybody? Pretty much. Pretty much yeah, so much of that real good personality there, right? <laughs> and, and so, and you get along with everybody? <laughs> but, but mom and dad? Yeah. Okay, there you go. And, and so uh, the, the well-favored Liked by everybody. And so I want to be liked with everybody, uh, by everybody. Sometimes some of our people will say, I don't care what everybody thinks. I said, then you don't care about the gospel then. Because uh, you ought to be considerate of what people think about you. And I'm going to say more about that in just a moment. I've said for years that before somebody gets saved, you might be the only Bible that anybody reads before they get saved. And so you ought to be considerate of what people think about you. Well, that's just the way I am. Well, maybe you ought to just get over the way you are. We shouldn't be using it as an excuse to go around and be grouchy at everybody around us because we just think that's just the way I am and I can't help it. Yes, you can help it. And so uh, we'll come back to that in just a few minutes. And, and so the well-favored. And then uh, and not only that, but then we need some people that have wisdom. Well, uh, I think wisdom would be people that have some common sense. My daddy used to tell me, said, son, when you go to college, would you do one thing for me? A couple things dad said. He said, uh, for one, he said, would you please not forget the common sense that I've tried to teach you through the years? My daddy was just a southern boy, raised in Tennessee, and my mama was from Arkansas, so I've I've run across some of you that are are familiar with Arkansas. I've said to a few of you, I've said, Shirley, Arkansas. Nobody's going to know where Shirley, Arkansas is. And some of you know right where it is, and at and, and Choctaw, and Bee Branch, and, and we'd go fishing at Conway. And so any, any of that sound familiar to some of you? And, and so uh, I was raised in that southern cooking, in that southern uh, uh, style. And so my daddy said, don't forget the common sense that I tried to teach you. And then daddy also said, don't forget how to love people. You see we watch young people come home from college with their nose all stuck up in the air like all of a sudden because they've had a year of Bible college underneath them that they think they got the world by the tail and that they know everything now about life and they come home uh, 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 talking down and treating everybody around the church uh, uh, like they're a little bit on the inferior side to them now because they got a year of Bible college. And my dad looked at that, and he said, Son, don't come home acting like some of those that I've seen coming home. And he said, Don't forget how to keep loving people, and don't forget the common sense that I've taught you. And so we need somebody to have some common sense. All right, young man, we're right up here. Yes, in the corner in the blue suit, and there we go. You got a buddy that is ha, has volunteered you for the common sense. We need people with some common sense this day and age. And so we'll let you, for sake of room, we'll let you stay right here. What is your name? Mark. Sir. Mark what is it? Mark. Mark, Mark you're, you have some common sense. I can just see it. You're oozing with some common sense. All right, and so, all right, common sense. Look, it doesn't take a whole lot of, well, boy, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself just a little bit. Look, y'all, we live in a crazy world where we can't even figure out from day to day whether we're a boy or a girl. This is crazy. And and all this transgender nonsense. This one guy that, transgendered into a girl so he can win a bunch of swimming trophies. I'm sorry, y'all, but I, not that I was looking for an image, but when you you see all these things on the news, if you haven't seen that guy, I'm not encouraging you to go look at him, but I can sadly say that I have seen an image of that guy. There's nothing about him that looks like a girl! Can I tell you a story? You remember, Brother Josh, one day we went golfing. We had a golf course that would allow preachers to golf on Mondays for free. And so we'd go golf. It was a nice golf course. And so we'd go golf. And and, and so one day they told us, they said, uh, we have an individual who's going to golf with you uh, today. So we thought, well, we're golfing for free. And so that'll be fine. We'll golf with a third individual. And so uh, we said, that'll be fine because appreciation to them, you know, that'll be okay. Okay. And it wasn't our preference, but it'll be okay. And so, um, and, and so we started to head out of the clubhouse, and then they said, it's a girl. Well, oh, my word. We can't golf with a girl. We're two preachers. We can't, can't, can't be running around an entire round of golf with the two of us golfing with a woman. So we're as nervous as can be. So we don't even know what to do. So we're saying now, should we just go home? It's like, no way, this is free. We, we can't go home <laughs> uh, now. And, and, and so we said, well, uh, maybe we'll, we'll let her tee off first and just explain on the second hole that, look, you got dad and son and, and you're by yourself, so we'll just let you go ahead and play. And, uh, and that way you, you'll be more comfortable and we will also. So we figured that's what we'll do. So we're waiting on this girl to come out. And out walks something. And this something has a cap on and a ponytail with hair down the middle of the back, wearing shorts, calves bigger than mine or Joshua's, either one. This thing comes out and introduces itself to us and says, Hi. My name is Patricia. <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm telling you the truth. I am telling you the truth. My name is Patricia, and I'm gonna be golfing with you all today. Now, we're, I. I would rather golf with a girl, to be honest with you. <laughs> At least we can get over that. So, uh, so we. Now we're more nervous, and so. He, she, he, she, Herm, whatever it is, gets up and, and I mean right down the middle of the fairway, farther than what Joshua and I could hit ourselves. And and so and then uh, uh, Patricia looks at Joshua and says, Yep, yeah, Josh?" <laughs> Joshua gets up. I can see he is fuming. He is beside himself. And so he tees off, and if I remember right, he barely hit it past the women's tee. And I mean, it is just, I'm just, I, I mean, this is hilarious. And so, uh, and so I get up, and fortunately, I did hit it a little bit better uh, than that. But look, y'all, uh, and by the way, uh, we dumped Trisha on the second hole also. There is no way uh, we're going to golf. Look, y'all, we're living in a crazy world. Common sense tells you you don't get up on a daily basis and determine whether you're a boy or girl because of the way you feel like it. Amen. Now I'm telling stories. I, I probably ought to get back to my notes. But we, we went to Cracker Barrel the other day and paying our bill. And the lady who was at the register was uh, taking the money, she was uh, taking everybody's paying, uh, letting everybody pay their bill, and and she was at the register. One one of the other employees, a guy. It's obvious he was a guy. And they're teasing back and forth with each other. And she says in the middle of the teasing, you need to be a good boy today. And then she says, and he's kind of walking away when she says, you need to be a good boy today. And then, and, and then she says, "Or, or a good girl. However you feel today." And he kept walking away. And I said, "Ma'am, the way I look at it, looks to me like he's a boy." And I said, "So if it's a boy, it's a boy. I don't see anything wrong with calling him a boy because that's what he is." And she says, "Well." You can't offend people, but you have got to be kidding me. We've gotten to the point in our society and at our hospitals now. I read an article a few weeks ago that at our hospitals that they're getting to the point to where instead of saying it's a boy or a girl right from the get-go, that they're saying it is a birthed person. Are you kidding me? You're going to go all these years into medical training? And spend all of that money to ride on the side of a baby crib? It's a birth person? I said, look, if, if, if we've lost that much common sense, if they'd like to hire me to come into the hospital and let them know as soon as a baby comes out, I mean, I can let them know in a matter of seconds without even looking at a medical manual and tell them whether or not it's a boy or a girl. Amen. Look out, we have lost our common sense. And so, where are we at with common sense? We're over here, aren't you? Yeah, common sense. All right, who wants to join this fellow with some common sense? Any of y'all want to join us? All right, back here, we have a few, and this young lady right here. So y'all come join us for some common sense. This is one of Brother Wood's. You have some common sense, too. God bless you, kiddo. Is this one of your grandchildren, Brother Wood? Oh, we know he's got some common sense. You look like you have some common sense. I love it. So some common sense. And then uh, he goes on and it it says, uh, cunning and knowledge. Why is it we think God's people have to be the dumbest people in the world? Now obviously God's people aren't the dumbest people in the world. I mean, We sure hadn't had any dummies preaching yet. Some of y'all might be saying it's getting real close right now, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you don't stand up and quote scripture the way these men do with the doctrine and the theology and all that they are giving, unless you've got some knowledge up here. And I appreciate the knowledge that is being represented in this room. So, who do we have that gets A's and B's in school? Do we have any of y'all? All right, this young man up here—you—he has some knowledge. And we'll let you all come over here and stand by this fella and we'll get you a little bit closer. All right, we'll start this group right here. And so A's and B's, good job. What year of school are you in? Um, I'm a senior. You're a senior. That is wonderful. All right, how many others of you get good grades? You have good grades? All right, young lady. They're all pointing right here. You, you must be. Be everybody, great point average. I think that is great, and so so she has some knowledge. You're going to join this young man over here. Anybody else you want to join the group with some knowledge? Anybody? I'll tell you who's knowledgeable. Levi, where are you at? Come up here, Levi. Oh, yeah. Levi's getting that point. I'm having conversations with him. I just sit in awe. I said, "You mean we got a kid that smart in the Lovins family?" I just. <laughs> I just think that is great. Amen. <laughs> he gets to reasoning things. I said, that's that's amazing to me. And so, <laughs> hey young people, you can't even understand wisdom. You see, knowledge is a mental grasp of truth. Wisdom is that ability to apply truth to life. Yeah. And and so uh there there's I mean that's not something you ought to brag about because you cheat all your way through school. Right. You know, well I barely passed. You know you shouldn't treat that like that's an honor or something. I mean, in order to know some things in school and to prosper, to prosper, you're going to have to know some, have some knowledge. And and so, uh, educate yourself. Study when mom and dad tell you to study. Work hard on getting good grades in school. It's okay to get good grades in school. Not anything wrong with winning grade point average. And I think that's great. And so those of you young people that, that, uh, that give yourself to do a good job in school, I think that's wonderful. And so uh, those with knowledge. And then anybody like science? I like science. Anybody like science? This young man right here. Yeah. And so he's going to be our science guy. Yeah, and we'll put you right over here. God bless you. What is your name? Owen. Owen. I like that name, Owen. Owen likes science. I like science. Science intrigues me. And so we need some people. Look, the closer I get, the more he keeps going. He doesn't want to get close to me at all. And so science. We need people that know a little bit about science to who can refute all of this craziness. Uh, uh, you know you, you, you get into all of this into the creation and, and evolution I like somebody who can study the science and can put those people in the place that has some knowledge and they know a little bit about the science and and they can refute all of that and say look God is all over science in the word of God and we have to put our faith and trust in God that he's the best, best scientist that any of us have ever read and so uh, how many others of you like science? Anybody else like science? All right, come on up here. And you two young lady, I see your hand. And so uh, these are the ones that like science. Okay, now here's what has happened. And by the way, I did. I got to preach in the middle. Which one of these is personality? Right here. You all are personality. You know, I'm going to go back a little bit because I got to preaching ahead of myself. So I'm going to pay a little bit of due to personality. You know, Y'all, I say all the time, God's people are the greatest people in the world. And I mean that. I don't have to convince myself that God's people are the greatest people in the world. And, and I love being around God's people. Y'all are great. And, and, and so, um, you know, if we aren't careful, you know, we can leave the impression being in the middle of God's will, you got to dress the frumpiest. you got to be the grouchiest. you got to be the most miserable. I must be in the middle of God's will because life is terrible. I'm poor, I can't afford anything. Nobody likes me in the neighborhood. So I must be right in the middle of God's will. You know, whoever told you that told you wrong. I, I think this old lost world and people that need the Lord ought to enjoy seeing us coming. Yeah, now, I wanted to get into this because I want to tell you another illustration I'll move on and try to get this over with. And, and so don't you like how to get this over with? The, we used to go to a restaurant. We still go to it. We had a guy that waited on us. I can tell you, uh, maybe I shouldn't tell you his name. We had a guy that waited on us by all indication, he lives a lifestyle that we wouldn't live. Uh, and he doesn't leave the appearance that uh, he's a guy, but we're not so sure that he likes girls. You know what I'm talking about? And so with the yeah. voice and everything, and, and we just thought, we'd go to that restaurant, and I'd say, as we'd call it by name, is so-and-so working today? Yep, and I'd say, we don't want his table. I don't want somebody like that touching my food. <laughs> I don't yeah. know about you, but it's like, I don't think so. So I say, he working today? Yep. I said we don't want him. Give us somebody else. We did that for months. And then I got under conviction. I thought, you know what? If he's going to see the Lord in anybody, he ought to see it in us. She said, I'm not going to go in and ask for him, but we're just going to go to the restaurant, and if we get him, we get him. And it happened. We got him. I told my family, I said, look, y'all, I'm sorry that I've had the wrong attitude towards this individual. I said, God convicted me. He needs to see the Lord in us. And so... We started going in and this fella, we got to the point we started requesting him now. He has all of our drinks memorized that we want. He has our meals memorized. And we, and I say this in an appropriate and a proper way. We just love this guy. He takes care of us. Yeah. And he has said to us, Pastor Lovins, he doesn't say it quite like, Pastor Lovins, you know, he says, if I ever go to church, It'll be your church. He hasn't come yet. But if he ever goes to church, he said, it'll be your church. My wife and I, one night on a Friday night, I think it was, and we walked into the restaurant. I'm in a suit. She's dressed up. And, and we walk into the restaurant, packed house. And he says, hello, Pastor Lovins and Mrs. Lovins. Do you want your uh, coffee and Pepsi uh, Lovings? Lovin', do you want your Diet Pepsi? And I mean, when he said that, and, and so we're just responding back, hey, and I called him by name. I said, good to see you tonight. Yeah, we're going to have that to drink. And the crowd is looking at us like they're in shock. Because we're conservative. We look conservative. We act conservative. He doesn't. And yet there was a, look, sounded like a friendship that we had going with each other. Look, y'all, the world needs to see our friendliness. They don't need to, uh, uh, there's no reason for us to be fighting with our neighbors and carrying on and treating everybody uh, ugly and talking down to everybody at work and everybody around us. God's people who are the greatest people in the world ought to be the greatest people and the best people in the community and in the city and everywhere around. Everybody ought to like seeing you coming. And so, back to that personality. Okay, i got to finish the message. So the king said, I want you to get some that are without blemish, well-favored, have some wisdom, have some knowledge, love science. But I want you to pick up on something. Out of the sort, out of the sort, those that are, we started with you all, those that are no, we started with you. Those that are what? Good-looking, those that are that with what? Personality, and those that have some wisdom, and those that have knowledge I say, we hope the guy had knowledge didn't forget what he was. <laughs> and those that love science, science. a sort. A peculiar person. They're already special, already something unique about them, already something that the king said, something different about all of these. They can be taught. They can prosper. They can gain knowledge. They're good looking. They're well liked. We can do something with this group. I want to challenge you that that's the way God's people ought to be. But I want us to take it a step farther. But Daniel, purposed in his heart, and Shadrach, and Meshach, and Abednego, God said that there were some that made up their mind that they would be different, don't miss this, that they would be different from the group that's different. And so there were three that said, I am not going to defile myself. I'm going to stand for God. No matter what happens, I'm going to keep doing what God wants me to do. We're going to have you join. We're going to include a Daniel in. We'll just get all four of them. We could put a girl in here, I guess, too. No, no reason why I couldn't have chosen one of these girls. I'm going to tell you what every church needs and what I think what we have here. We have a good church here and great people, a different kind of a people of a specific sort. The Bible calls us Peculiar. But I'm going to tell you what God is looking for. God is looking for the peculiar in the peculiar. God is looking for those that, in spite of the fact that there's some that are really great and they're part of the sort, I'm going to tell you what God is looking for even beyond those who are part of the sort. God is looking for the sort of the sort that says, I'll not defile myself. Somebody in the youth group that says, I'll rise to the occasion even if I'm the only one in the youth group. If they make fun of me, let them make fun of me. I want to be one of that says I'm like a Daniel. That I'm going to uh, uh, not allow myself to be defiled. And a purpose in your heart. Every church needs a sort of the sort. It says, I'm going to take it a step farther in my Christianity. And I'm going to be maybe even more than what others would anticipate or expect to be a part of the sort of the sort. That's my message. Let's have a word of prayer. Thank you all. You can be seated. Let's give them all a good hand. Thank you. Yes, sir. And let's have a word of prayer. Lord, I pray that you will